It's award-winning Frederick County Sports Weekend with interviews with local coaches and players. Here's your host, Steve Nibbs. Good morning, everyone, and welcome to the Frederick County Weekend Sports Show here on 930 WFMD. I'm your host, Steve Nibbs, and today we're continuing our interviews with the Frederick County High School football coaches. And our guest today is the head football coach at Catoctin High School, Mr. Mike Rich. And, Mike, welcome, and thank you for taking some time with us today. Absolutely, Steve. Thanks for having me on. Indeed. And we look back first, Mike, and you're a Frederick County guy, uh, grew up. Yeah. Give us a little history there on Coach Mike Rich. Yeah, absolutely. So so I grew up in, uh, in Mount Airy the Frederick County side of Mount Airy, so the good side of Mount Airy. <laughs> there you go. Um, and, uh, and and went to Linganore High School, you know, grew up playing Linganore football and uh, and all that that means to that community and and uh, played under uh, head coach Rick Connor, um, who, you know, was a is, still is a phenomenal coach and still doing great things, but uh, was certainly still great when I when I played for him. And, uh, and then uh, went to uh, Grove City College. I played a little bit of college football up at Grove City College up north of Pittsburgh. Um, and then came back, and I started my coaching career at, uh, at Towson University. Well, I really started my coaching career early. My, dad, uh, my dad's been a – he was a Little League Luya commissioner, and then he was the, uh, then he was the, the head JV football coach at Linganore for 15 years uh, with Rick. And uh, so really started my coaching career there with him. Uh, but then really officially started it at Towson University. I was an undergraduate assistant there. And, uh, you know, I would do anything there from go get lunches to uh, film practice to sit in meetings, taking notes, and uh, learned a ton from another Frederick County guy uh, in Rob Ambrose and his brother Jared, who was our tight ends coach there now, or then, and now is the uh, the offensive coordinator at Delaware, and they just had a great run through the FCS yes, playoffs last spring. And, uh and John Donatelli was who I worked under specifically and really learned a ton about the game, really the, the, the grind that it takes uh, to be part of a football program like that. Um, and then I came back and coached at, at Linganore for the last uh, nine years previous before I uh, made the jump to uh, Catoctin High School. And uh, and here I am. And, you know, learning from gr- the greats like like Rick Connor, like Rob Ambrose, like, like my uh, my dad, and also – uh, just continuing to learn from Doug Williams and him just being a great sounding board for me uh, adjusting to uh, to Catoctin High School. So that's how I got where I am. And then uh, obviously COVID shut everything down. Everything went crazy. But uh, here we are getting ready to start again. Indeed, Mike. Was there something that kind of uh, got you to, uh, with the Catoctin area and, the, and Catoctin High School? Absolutely. So, uh, two years ago, or whenever we played fall football last, <laughs> yeah. uh, I was at I was at Linganore, and uh, you know we, we had we had a great three year stretch over the last the last three years yes. that I was there. Won state championship, went to three straight. Um, you know, lost a heartbreaker to a very good Franklin team um, in 2018, and then in 2019, obviously uh, we, we ran up against the buzzsaw in Damascus High School with. Uh, with Brian Brzee and Ryan Linthicum, both of those guys at Clemson doing big things and just some really good players. And I remember after the Damascus game sitting down and, uh, you know, I was still kind of hurting from that game because obviously you never want to lose and you never want to lose in that fashion the way that you did on such a big stage. But our guys gave it their absolute all. And uh, sitting down and, and, and just cheering for Doug Williams because I knew 
who he was, you know, how we're so similar in, in the things that we do as far as our character development and our guys, our, the face that drives us. So we're sitting down watching them, and I was blown away. We had seen, I had seen Dunbar play um, against uh, Mervo, Mergenthaler mm-hmm. uh, Vocational, because we had played them in the semifinal or the quarterfinals, and, and, and I thought it was going to be a tough game for Catoctin, truthfully, because uh, I knew Dunbar had some guys, and I knew they could go. And, uh, and sitting down and watching that team's heart, their desire, their passion, and then their love for each other, number one, and then watching the community in Thermont and Emmitsburg just show up in massive ways at, at uh, Navy Marine Corps Stadium, I, I knew right then that if I had the opportunity, not knowing that Doug was ever going to retire at that point, you know, right. I thought he would be in it for another 30 years, but uh, I, I knew that that could be something that I, a place that I could call home. Um, and then when, you know, when the job opened up, it was actually my dad who called me first. The Catoctin the, uh, the job opened up and the Tuscarora job opened up. Right. And uh, obviously Tuscarora got a phenomenal person in Curtis Belcher. Yes. Um, but, but my dad called me up and was like, hey, listen, I think you should go for that job. And, uh, and, and so I did. And uh, it's really just a testament to that community and that team that really drew me there. Indeed. And I we did the game and. They took up uh, almost one whole side that evening, uh, Mike. It was just, it was just, I don't think there was anybody left in Thermont, uh, that, that, that day. They all were down there. It's just, well, we're we're excited to get back in front of those games again September 3rd. We're ready for that. Indeed. Looking back over this last year and a half, here was, uh, you're excited to get started as the first year head coach and bam, we get hit with this pandemic. So what, do you take what you take away from the last fifteen months in, in your capacity as head coach at Catoctin? Oh, head, head coaching, and I, I tell kids this: no matter what vocation you're going into, uh, so much of it has to do with relationships. The relationships that you're able to build with people, uh, with people that work under you, with people that work above you, with people that work with you, um, and people that are just around you. And, and so much of this past year had to be focused on relationships. I told our staff. We're throwing football out the window. Now, we did talk football a little bit with our guys because I feel like they needed that. But the only reason we did is because we felt like it would give them an emotional boost. Because, man, kids struggled this past year. Indeed. Uh, just, like, just like everybody did. But to have so much taken away from them, I still feel for our last year's seniors who, who struggled so much, uh, Ryan Orr and Carson Sakari and Derek Zepp and Bronson Smear and those guys who – who uh, it's not how they saw their senior year going. So the biggest thing for us that we focus on as a staff was just checking in with our kids, making sure they knew that we loved them, that we cared for them, that we were here for whatever they needed. And there were, there were nights where I would get phone calls at 1130 at night, where I would get text messages at midnight. And, and, and uh, that's what we do this for. Mm-hmm. You know, I, was, I, I recently I, I attended a, uh, an event, and I saw Doug Williams there. And uh, Doug Williams was standing there, and, this 30-year-old guy uh, comes up to Coach Williams and gives him a big hug. And uh, and it was obviously an old player of, of Doug's, and they're, they're talking and chatting, and I, uh, Doug introduced me. <clears throat> and you know what he said? This this guy, I don't even know who he is. Not don't even know his name. Um, but he looked at Doug, and he goes, Coach, I miss you. And that gave me goosebumps. Yeah, that I gave guess. me uh, – I mean, it brings tears to your eyes just yep. because that's why we do what we do. 
because to make those long lasting relationships that when we're done, it connects with these kids still. We, I tell our coaching staff all the time, we live by the four by 40 rule. We have four years to prepare these kids for the next 40 years of their lives. And are we producing good fathers? Because we need that desperately in our society. Are we producing good uh, husbands, good employees, good citizens of a crazy world that we live in? Is this what we're producing, or are we focused on just the the outcome of the game? Um, But but it's it's the last year has been all about relationships, building relationships with everybody that we we can. Well, that that's certainly a. uh a major point for a lot of coaches that they do here in this county. Uh, I think it, it, it speaks volumes. I talk about all the time how this, the athletics here in this county are second to none. Um, you can name whatever and sport you, know, you want to. I'm, I'm really, really uh, kind of taken back. You know, they, when I was hired, I was 30 years old, um, and I'm really taken aback by the – uh, just the pedigree of the coaches that I'm joining here in this county. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, and, and obviously you you have your your state champions like the uh, law coach DeLauder at Middletown and uh, and Rick Connor at Linganore and and Joe Polis at Walkersville, but guys who have been doing it so well for a long time like Brad Wilson back in his days at mm-hmm. at Westminster. Westminster I remember yeah. my brother my brother playing against Brad Wilson's teams. Um, back back in 2006, 2005, and and then uh, and then just all the amazing Jerry Smith and, uh, and and Kevin Peary, who's really starting to turn that Frederick program around, and and Bobby Humphreys and those guys, and, and then Kurt, adding Curtis to that list. Man, yeah. I, I just feel humbled to be a part of athletics in this community and uh, in this in this Frederick County area, and and just props to you know our our uh, you know Kevin Kendrow and those guys who just really kind of kept things going throughout the pandemic. Indeed they did, and, and we're fortunate to have something uh, last spring. Speaking of which, yeah. now we're going to get into, quote, the normal season, Mike. Uh, yeah. and I know everybody's looking forward to seeing the marching band, seeing the students and the fans yeah. back at games. Yeah. What are your, what are you looking at this coming fall with returners, and what uh, expectations may you have? So we, you, as as everybody knows, we had a phenomenal senior class uh, this past year. Um, you know, Ryan Orr, two thousand yard passer as a junior. Carson Sakari led the state in rushing. Derek Zepp started both ways on the offense and defensive line. Uh, uh, Dylan Click, who may have been the most underrated player on that team, um, who was just phenomenal for us and stepped up when we needed him. Bronson Snare. We we had some great great players that we're losing. But right. I am so. I'm, I told our guys yesterday. You know, we're in the middle of our max out weeks week right now with our in our weightlifting program, and our numbers are phenomenal. And our guys are just bought in. You know what? What we we may not have that that bright shiny, you know, tw- well, twenty eight hundred yard rusher like right. Carson Sakari, but what we do have from top to bottom is really good. Obviously, we have. Uh, I, I believe a scholarship offensive lineman in Wyatt Davis, who was first team all district uh, this past spring, um, and uh, and then we have Brendan Ott, who played started both ways for us in the spring uh, with a good senior class. You know, started both ways mm-hmm. for us, and um, you know, play a little play a little receiver and running back and cornerback for us. Uh, Dylan Wagnus, who I think he was in position 
to have about eight picks last year in the spring, and I, I think he, he only had to finish with about two. And I really expect him, you know, I tell him all the time, you have to – He's a baseball guy. You you got to strike out before you hit the home run. <laughs> That's right. You got to know you got to know what it looks like and and how close you are before you start believing in yourself. So he's going to take some big steps up for us, and then some great offensive linemen um, that that you know we're returning with uh, a couple kids who got hurt too that are coming back for us in uh, in uh, Toby White who who played the season for us, but Blake McManus who season ended with a finger injury had to have surgery on his hand last year, so. And then we're, we've added some guys too, which that was a big, you know, big piece of what I wanted to do coming to Catoctin is just recruit guys because there's so many great athletes in the school, as we saw with Coach Franklin's phenomenal, our baseball team's phenomenal run to the state championship. Yes. Um, and, and so, you know, I recruited, so I got on, got on the, uh, the horn with some baseball guys and we're getting a couple guys out like, uh, like Lane Stahl, who was a, a center fielder for our uh, for our baseball team. So our senior class, although we don't have a huge amount of numbers in them, I love those guys, and uh, and they're working their butts off. Um, and then some underclassmen, Connor Crum, um, and we're really excited to see what he's going to do. J.D. McCallion, who uh, is, a, is a football guy, comes from a football family. His dad coaches with us, and, uh, and he was an all-area linebacker for us. Nathan Kowalczyk. Um, Luke Magunia, Brody Buffington. I, I could talk on and on and on about <laughs> all the other yeah. Just phenomenal kids that I, I just love connecting with. And that's what we miss. We miss just connecting with these kids in the offseason. So now they believe in us and they trust that we're going to do what's in the best interest of them, no matter the circumstance in front of them. Indeed, Mike, and they uh, certainly will be able to trust in each other too, as well, because that that, rela- that that relationship was, you know, probably paramount. Them playing football, yes, that that's that's what they wanted to do. But seeing each other and being with each other was just as big. Yeah, we ran we ran two two three hundred yard shuttles the other day to finish our workout, and uh, the I told them the first one was just a warm up. The second one is what we're testing you on. Because it doesn't matter about our coaching staff. You know, I tell our guys all the time, my, I, my hope is that you do like me, but at the end of the day, <laughs> you know that you're going to work for a boss that you're not going to like. You're going to be under somebody eventually in your professional career, in your life, that you don't get along with. But you're not working for them. What I tell them is they're working for each other. And that last 300-yard yeah. shuttle is the one that every that we're not, we're not timing you. We want to see if you're giving it your all. Because I want your teammates to be able to see that they can trust you in the fourth quarter when the game's on the line. And that, that's what it's about, doing that trust with each other. Indeed. Um, um, you talked about your dad and what an influence he had. And was there any advice that he gave you, Mike, that uh, you still go by today? Um, you know, I, there's so many. So yeah. many. You know, he he's, he's on our staff still. So you'll still see him yep. on our sidelines and – Building relationships with our guys, and he's he's been in football for for longer than I've been alive. Um, and, and so, the biggest thing with him, uh, again, it just comes back to those those positive relationships that he's built with kids over the years. I'll still walk through the grocery store, and people will stop me, people I didn't even remember, and say, "Oh my gosh, we loved playing for your dad. How's he doing? Uh, we need to check in on him." And, and it's just, uh, it's pretty, it's pretty cool. But the biggest piece of advice that you know he gave me is just to be yourself mm-hmm. don't you don't have to be anybody else and this is what we, we we tell our guys too we don't have to be the best wing in our high school 
We don't have to be the best Urbana High School. We don't have to be the best Oakdale High School. We have to be the best Catoctin High School we can be. And if we can do that, we're going to put ourselves in a great position to accomplish all of our goals. Uh, and, and it's the same with me. You know, in leadership, in any type of leadership role, it's about the authenticity of the leader and just being yourself uh, and not trying to be like anybody else. I, I totally agree with that, Mike, and, and certainly you've got – that going for you up there at Catoctin and and uh it's great i know you feel very excited about being able to get through and get back to what we know as normal looking looking back when you were growing up and Mm -hmm. i know you like to you know uh, when you're a a young kid you like to try different sports and and play different sports what was it about football that 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 hooked you I, you know I, obviously as, as a kid you love just playing the game with your buddies and uh and the physicality of the game uh but i i just loved being in a community that that valued the game and uh and and seeing uh what it did for me as a young kid uh just giving me the, the the self-confidence that i that i wanted but you know and i kind of flipped that around a little bit too something that i like to pass on to our guys is when i was a kid uh I, my identity was completely drawn up in being a football player uh that's who i that's who i thought i was that's who that's who, what i thought made me up as a person uh and and, and kind of flipping that question around a little bit what I make sure I pass on to our guys that I learned about football from a young age um, was that football is just something that I like to do, and it's not who I am. Mm-hmm. And that that draws back to, uh, to 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 who I am as as a person outside of football. We talk about with our guys, we bring our joy to the game. We don't get our joy from the game. Mm-hmm. Uh, and when guys start to understand that, it frees them up. You know, I think having fun, quote unquote, in the game of football sometimes gets a bad rap because you know you hear you hear coaches, oh, we're we're just here to have fun. No, we're here to win football games, yes. but we're here to do it in the most fun way possible. Correct. We want these guys to have fun. We want these guys to bring the joy that they get from being the best young men that they can be um, from school, from their faith. From um, you know the, the the relationships that they have, we want them to bring that joy and that that life and that that energy to the football field. Uh, because if you get your joy solely from the game of football, and this is what I was doing as a kid, uh, it's it's going to be tough because you're going to have ups and downs. Yes. And, um, and and so bring your joy to the game. And football is just what you like to do. It's not who you are. Indeed, very very well said, Mike. Looking at the career of coaching you, s- you certainly got a strong influence from dad uh, what was yeah. was there a, a time a moment uh a, that that light bulb went off and you were and you thought you know this is what i'd like to do you know it's it's funny because there really there really wasn't it was just something that i always wanted to do um i never saw myself in any other career i never saw myself doing anything else you know, most kids are growing up drawing, uh, you know, pictures of different things. I, I was I was drawing X's and O's as a kid, 
And, uh, and so j- just the modeling that I had and my, my brother was in coaching too. I was just talking to my brother who is the vice president of the fellowship of Christian athletes lives up in Pennsylvania. And he was just telling me how he's feeling the itch to get back to coaching. Uh, you know, he was, uh, he coached at Linganore for a bit, uh, on the JV staff there. And then actually went up and coached some college basketball up in Pennsylvania. And, uh, just seeing the impact that those two men had from the game of coaching, um, man, there's there's nothing like it. I think it was uh, I think it was Billy Graham that said a coach can impact more people in one year than most people do in a lifetime. And, and I was just drawn to it since I was uh, you know a little kid. I, I don't remember one moment. I just rem- always remember this is what I want to do. Mike, that's, that's certainly well said again, and and I can certainly concur with the fact that. You know, I know we're a little prejudiced, but I I have, uh, you know, finding another uh, career choice. Um, yeah. You can't find anything better in my eyes as far as the uh, impact you can have and the joy you yeah. get from that um, yeah. in coaching. And, and one of the things I'm sure you'll agree is the fact that, and you saw it with that young man and Coach Williams, when, yeah. you know, wins and losses, that's a given. Everybody enjoys yeah, that. Sure. And if you can win a state championship, that's outstanding as well. But yeah. what I really enjoyed and meant a lot to me was when they came back to see you after yeah. they left. It's a, and, and the winning is just a byproduct of you doing things the right way. Yeah. When you do things the right way, when you when you focus on, uh, you know, putting your athletes first in every instance, when you focus on uh, progress over product, that's one of the pillars of our of our uh, our program is progress over product. Uh, when you focus on that, when you focus on getting one percent better every every day in every area of your life, uh, then winning is going to come, right? D- Doug Williams won two state championships uh, at Catoctin High School in Frederick, Maryland, and uh, just by doing it all the right way. He, ne- I mean, not to my to my knowledge, he never sacrificed the character of himself and of his program and the character development of his coaching staff and his young. See, one of the things that I think is underrated about coach Williams a lot is the character that he developed in his coaches. And I was talking to him. He was like, listen, I let some coaches go because they didn't match up to mm-hmm. what I wanted them to be about. Right. Um, you know, they, they were great coaches, but I, I didn't match up. And, uh, and he never wavered on that. And the success came. But that's not, you know, talking to him. That that's not what. That's, that's not, not what, what drove him. His career. No, indeed. That's not what defines his career. You know. Indeed, Mike. And uh, unfortunately, I could go on and we could talk football yeah. and sports for for hours. Uh, we're running Absolutely. short on time, unfortunately. Yeah. Uh, but certainly, Catoctin uh, High School is very uh, fortunate to have you up there. Uh, with your passion and commitment to the game and to coaching these young men, I certainly want to wish you the very best in your career there and and in the future it goes elsewhere. But you certainly are a joy to talk to, Mike, and I hope we get another chance to do so. Absolutely, yeah. Thanks for having us on, and uh, thanks for your commitment to Frederick County Sports. Uh, there's, I, I, you're not going to convince me anyway that there's any place like it. Uh, it's, it's the best place to be, and, and, and we're excited. So go Cougars, pound the rock, and uh, let's have some fun this fall. Thank you again, Mike. This is Ferry County Weekend Sports Show on 930 WFMD. I'm your host, Steve Nibbs, and we'll see you next time.
Past editions of this program are available in the audio vault at WFMD.com. News Radio 930. WFMD Frederick. A connoisseur media radio station. One o'clock. <laughs>